Hey everyone, it's the Hot Brown Morning Potion Podcast with your host Tamika and Haley, and we are here to discuss our review of season five. But this time it's a little different. This time <laughs> we are doing a little we are we get to be spoilery a little earlier than usual. Earlier than we thought we would able to be for sure, right? <laughs> yeah, so surprise. Yeah, um, assuming you're listening to this uh I don't know, sometime before the supposed release date, or even if after, maybe <laughs> you'll remember. Maybe if you're listening to this after, maybe you'll remember. Oh, yeah, they released it early. Surprise. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, kind of a surprise for us, too. But we're happy to be able to record this and set this, um, you know, hopefully either before or after you've seen it. Maybe you just want to hear our thoughts about it. Um, maybe you want to listen to it before you kind of checked out the season. That's up to you, between you and yourself. But either way, we are here to give you our impressions of the season, and this is a spoiler review. This is not spoiler-free. Um, we are going to talk about all the things that kind of are things that we that really jumped out to us in the season. Um, so if you haven't seen it and you don't want to be spoiled, now is your time to turn back. Um, we are not even going to drop this like usual on Patreon. This is kind of like a unique... Um, a unique episode but it's our 26th episode actually so yeah overall so let's start with our over we're gonna go overall thoughts of the season kind of more conversational what we liked maybe what we didn't like um how he thinks affect the fandom you know kind of the usual so overall i feel i feel like that that one little wayne meme where he goes because that's how i feel about this season this season and I know I said it about season four too, but I liked the political aspect of season four. Season five is just boom, 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 boom. And I really liked everything that happened. Um, not sure everyone will, but you know, that's to be expected. And I'll kind of talk about that later, but I liked, this season was insane. There were parts of this season um, where I was just like, I started gasping at like hermit crabs at like like episode seven you know when finnegan says celix had a sister i'm over here like celix had a sister (laughs) that's how far i was into this but this old season also had me like and i've made this comparison multiple times with Haley, but i was like this season had me going every like 15 to 30 minutes being like can they do that because there were things that happened in this season that i was like i didn't can they do that? Like, is that allowed? And then at the same mm-hmm. time, yeah, and at the same time, there are parts of the season where, um, and we'll get to this, there were parts of the season that felt like, I felt like I was watching Jerry Springer, I swear to God, or more specifically, Mari. <laughs> and if you're American, you probably know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, those, <laughs> you are the father memes. Uh yeah that's exactly what happened and i did not expect that so hey what are your overall thoughts mm-hmm. yeah overall i liked it a lot more than season four definitely mm-hmm. a huge step up a lot of moments brought me back to how i felt in the previous uh the first few seasons where i just loved everything about it um so yeah it was great and a lot of um like a lot of good lore stuff for me. So that's something I always appreciate. And we got to see Tidebound Elves. So I was so excited about that because I love elves. And um, we also got to see a lot of, we had a lot of cool 
some good dragon moments too, which I really appreciate. So overall, really enjoyed it. I'm very excited to see what everyone else is going to say because we are recording this before it is live. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited. I'm so excited for So I'm going to get right to one of my favorite parts. Um, overall, what we overall we obviously like it. I would, you know, give it a huge five stars. But um, overall, one of my favorite season parts of the season was when we find out that Star Sparkle Twelve is Viren's Viren and Erevos's son. I need you to understand. If you think that's metaphorical, if you're not sure, it's like no, that is their biological child that's why he's kind of designed to look like both of them you kind of even can see it now and at the same time it recontextualizes that entire like ritual thing they did that was like what made that was what made sir sparkle puff that is their son so long yeah. story short um Varen has a baby daddy now and it's Erebos. <laughs> so that's like one of my favorite that's that part just blew me away that threw me for because of course it was framed very much like um framed very much like oh it's gonna be claudia it, you know it was kind of obvious like it was kind of about the blood of child yeah the blood of the child it was gonna be claudia you know like it was framed that it was gonna be claudia and and you expect that and it's and it would have been well within its framework to do that it would have been very well within its framework but it just took a complete like lift <laughs> and that got me that got me that's in the final episode you know where he says our child and i think that's really one of the first times we see well it's not the first time but we see him kind of like when we're like in the room with Erebos versus like through the mirror necessarily mm -hmm. and it's just so funny because like i have been a fan of Erebos, which is Viren and Erebos, pretty much you know ever since they first you know interacted and you know I was like surely they're not going to do that because it's like a kid's show and you know especially with LGBT relationships uh you know you kind of like it's like I guess it's like there's boundaries kind of I guess you know there's certain things that you don't really see with kids shows but especially if it's like a toxic relationship it's unhealthy you don't really see that but <laughs> they made it like and I can't believe it but even you know it's clear it's like they'd be like exes they're you know clearly Viren wants nothing to do with Erevos anymore so that's fine I just thought it was like oh my god I didn't think it'd be this explicit at all but it they said they pretty much said yeah <laughs> you know what though it makes sense that the Dragon Prince would be the one that this one made it explicit because you also have like the same show that have several at this point married or together um queer ships uh several gay ships and so it's like explicitly and granted it being on netflix is all and it being like in a different era now versus like you know 10 years ago makes a big difference but it's also i kind of i know what you mean when you say you didn't think you, you didn't think it'd be in a kitchen or rather you didn't think it'd be this explicit because of the way it was confirmed not so much it's kind of like not so much oh that they wouldn't make a like obviously we know that they would make like a queer ship it's like the way it was confirmed was very much like, oh, so they're basically divorced, you know, like yeah, it was like after any of the good times, I guess they had together. It's kind of like I guess you could say that. I don't even. It was. It never really seemed that good for Beren, I guess. But you know, <laughs> it was like it was like 
yeah it's it's like you didn't expect them to go for like toxic exes divorce dads straight off the bat and they did that and they went there um and it's and it's fun that they went there honestly it, yeah it, this is why i say it feels like a like like a like an episode of jerry springer <laughs> yeah just i mean the show just keeps continuing to break boundaries and things that it does and maybe it's not always but maybe sometimes it means showcasing toxic relationships you know sometimes okay. that can be hard to see in kids shows at all or family you know family shows so um props to them and yeah <laughs> exciting development yeah like we are still in yeah very exciting we are still in an era where it's like you you know these people still have like like these teams and teams and queer people on teams still have to fight tooth and nail for every little representation representation that they can get and so on a serious note it's like yeah the fact that they did they were able to do this um is a bound is a boundary because one thing that i have seen a lot in you know a lot of fandoms that have come and gone is that a lot of times what people is like well why you know does it always have to be wholesome and it's like the reality is is that it's not every relationship regardless of orientation is just is wholesome it's just not real that's the reality um and so the fact that you kind of have this divorce dads um cosmic divorce dads um dynamic here exes and there's even a credit scene of having kind of like a like a what do you call it like a portrait together family photo yeah it kind of like you can tell that's the dynamic they're going yeah (laughs) they're like like um there's a song i'm sure that goes that goes with this but i can't remember it off the top of my head so that is a big one and i think this will be and i am i am so excited right now to see everybody's reactions to this specific moment and i'm gonna go find like reaction videos um like like i know the normies loved their reaction to um the dragon prince um they watched the dragon prince and i can't wait to see people's reactions to this because it's one of those things that's so left it's so unexpected and i'm i'm actually i'm gonna say concerned but i'm like i'm wondering if people will figure it out on the way but even if they figure it out, i don't think they're gonna quite go all the way and realize like no that's their biological son and that kind of recontextualizes the last three seasons like basically zibirin was carrying a worm his son on his shoulders like his cares you know like uh and also he came out of erivos's mouth in a way so that's interesting um but that's not the only thing that happened this season the season another thing that i really liked so on the t- off the top of my head a lot of the moments i really liked was episode i i think was, was one of my favorite episodes too so the whole last had latter half of the season was like my, some of my favorite stuff um i love like going to see the finnegan arc i love episode nine um those are my favorite episodes especially episode eight where callum kind of goes morally dubious unhinged a little bit or a little more than a little bit like he, he had to right i mean yeah you know <laughs> he does dark magic and a lot of it and i love that the show calls out that you see that elf girl and you just lose it and because callum like you know he 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 uses dark magic and he also punches vinegar in the face and all because he's hurting Rayla. so it's like the season so when it comes to Raylum, um the season does this thing and i really do like it so then we obviously they never smooch but there's a lot of 
romance there without it. Um, they are very, um, I have a friend, many of you know them, uh, Raylan with two A's, that I think if you're A-spec, um, this, it'll probably hit well with you, where you see Raylan where their relationship is really um, building. It's building again. They really have to build it again. And so they build it again. And it goes along. So it's probably a good time to talk about how their relationship reflects the theme of the season in a way. So the theme of the season being like with ocean, being like the ocean arcanum is like knowing the depths of the ocean and being accepting of things that you don't know and can't see. Like I paraphrasing Callum, but knowing, and that's kind of like the issue with Finnegan. Like Finnegan knows the ocean arcanum. He knows that he can't control everything. He tries anyway, because it scares him not to be in control. Um, Callum learning Iacanum is like, you know, you can't, you know, that the ocean is deep um, and it's accepting and you can't know the depths of everything. You can't be in control of everything. And so for their relationship, it's Callum being willing and to trust Rayla and Rayla being willing to trust him with her secrets. Because if, in the beginning of the episode, like the beginning of the season, she sneaks into his office and she gets caught and you know Callum obviously surprised by that but he chooses to accept that he chooses to trust her and I think I think that that's that's really the theme here is that their relationship reflects them building rebuilding their relationship reflects them accepting each other because the reality is if you love someone if you really love someone it's not just about that. You actually have to accept them as they are. You can't just love a part of them. You have to love all of them. Maybe not, you know, you don't like everything. Like, you know, maybe somebody's a sl sloppy or maybe they are um, um, loud or something of that. And maybe, you know, they have flaws, but you you don't get to pick which parts of somebody that you that you love. You either accept them as they are you know, you can't go into a relationship being like, I'm gonna fix him. Like that, that, that just don't work. And, or I'm gonna fix them in general. So I think that was really well implemented. And I am curious to see how people react. I am not sure because I, let's be honest, Raylam has been um, hot and cold with the fandom sometimes, especially, I think a lot of people wanted them to make up faster, sooner, have that big talk and have that big moment that big smooch which i'm sure the smooch is coming but the reality is realistically speaking this is really more how a relationship would like repair itself um and not to be too long-winded but yeah like honestly i felt i liked this more maybe because like just like yeah maybe the whole aspect ident dynamic of it. it's like for me it's like you don't need to go immediately into, back into kissing like and the level of trust i just love it so much i love like just how much callum trusts Rayla. it's i don't think i've seen anything like that in a show like a, especially a kid's show like he just trusted her so much that she was doing the right thing and that was an amazing connection i mean you I mean the the theme of the of the uh season like that you did a great job explaining it and it makes so much sense and it lines up perfectly with how Raylan was and how what callum you know, learned over uh, by the end or what he told us, he told the audience. And um, yeah, so I did like them. They were great. Uh, 
that's yeah because I've never been like a huge Raylan person but I thought it was really cute this season <laughs> yeah and and I want to reiterate you to anybody listening out there is like you don't have to see them as a spec but I think there's still something to learn and to take away from that perspective that that perspective you know like like do I I don't necessarily headcanon this a spec it doesn't really matter if I do or don't though, I still can learn something and take something from that perspective. And I think it's a valuable one that really doesn't get touched upon. Um, even within, if I may, even within queer communities, cause that's a whole other beast of its own. So the fact that the show does this in this specific way is actually really cool. Cause it really, it, it, you know, um, you can appreciate the, the building of that friendship and it doesn't lose the romance. Like they have their romantic moments many times in fact there's more romance i think arguably more romance in this in this season than there has been in almost any season um mm. it's just mm-hmm. not as explicit like leaves kissy kissy romantic the way that you know i mean wasn't yeah. janaya pretty like they had a lot of stuff didn't they oh yeah they was just talking really but janaya but Janiya okay and like Maya, i thought like, I like overall romance because we're like a lot of shipping going on this season. <laughs> yes, Janai and Amaya, speaking of that, were great. I do think, um, I do really feel like their love was really, like, shown. I like how we see them um, support each other. I really like how we, how do I say that? They're they're a very married couple, you know? And I like how, um, it wasn't the dramatic moments Not where yet. they're gone. Yeah, where they're, and I swear to God, this, season, this show's going to end on Janai and Amaya's wedding, which I love how when shows end on weddings or stories end in weddings and the thing is it's not it wasn't the big dramatic moments for me when they were apart from each other when they realized oh they've been taken it was the moments where like like when Amaya goes to see Janai and she tells him you know you know like almost like parents being like oh yeah you know and she's just like I know you know I know that they were gonna do that and you know I can't and I sucks I can't go but I feel better that you're going it was just those little it was so warm and it was just like like a warm cookie and I really liked it um, and I love the political aspect too of that of that uh, storyline. Yeah, I think I mean I think again with like the whole trust thing. You know, Janai originally said I don't want you going to the bookery because that's in Luxaria, which is currently being corrupted big time. Um, you know, she still let Amaya and the, and everyone else go. It's just about trust, and you know, I mean, versus like there's no stopping them once they set their mind to things, but. I just like it wasn't a it was a deal, but it wasn't like a huge deal that like it was gonna ruin their relationship or anything. Yeah. So yeah, overall like, really nice. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't like overall overdone. If anything, sometimes for a moment it did feel like a little too quick, like a little too it almost felt like okay, but I'm actually but I can I can overlook it because I think that it was appropriate. And I think it's it wasn't necessarily necessary, it wasn't necessary to drag it out. So like, that's probably more of a preference thing than anything. And um, I still liked it. I still liked how that turned out. Um, I'm not going to lie. Speaking of my, I thought they were going to kill her in like episode like five. I was like, you can't kill her. Like, you can't do that. Nope. Not allowed. <laughs> you are not allowed to do that. Nope. You ain't allowed to do that. It's in Voltron, which granted that wasn't. That oh wasn't them. Well, yeah. <laughs> that wasn't them. But you know, I, if anybody was there for Voltron, you we're just not gonna go down that path a lot of people were dying died <laughs> yeah yeah we're not gonna go down that path but you, if you were there you remember um and 
yeah so that was really fun what other so thinking about what else i mean did... relationships do you want to mm -hmm. keep talking about that because claudia and terry we oh yeah um, claudia and yeah. terry i was gonna they say god cute. get you a boyfriend like terry get you yeah. a man like terry if he's not building you a boat building you both so you can sleep and save your father's father from certain death at the same time what is he? he's like what are you doing like like this man this man just built her a damn just basically grew a boat he just grew a boat put flowers on it and shit uh you know and he's making sure that like you know she's okay that she's sleeping she ain't listening worth a damn but he's still trying he's like get you a man like terry <laughs> and so i loved yeah. the, the relationship yeah so i will i mean obviously i assume most people listening to this will have seen this season already but like one thing i do want to say is that uh there were less like cringe moments between them which was also appreciated overall because a lot of people had complaints about that Mm -hmm. so the butt wiggling thing was the one thing that was like oh hmm. <laughs> a little weird but you know i guess i'll take it over fart jokes i suppose yeah <laughs> yeah and i don't i never fold and we want to make it clear to and at least i want to make it clear for myself it's like i never fault the show for doing those things because and i'm not saying Haley is but because realistically speaking the show is also aimed at a younger audience and the younger audience generally thinks it's hilarious I have never really thought fart jokes were hilarious. I don't, even as a child, they have just never been my type of humor. They've just never been that kind of humor in my family. So that's just for me. And I just assume that those jokes just aren't for me and I move on. So, um, but yeah, the butt wiggling uh, is just kind of a similar thing where it's, it's just lesser, where it's like, uh, it's not my kind of humor but i do think it's funnier how do i say this like I, there, it was a charming moment i thought it was a little bit interesting though but uh yeah it's nothing and it's not a big deal but it is like um always keeping in mind that the show like the people who that joke is aimed for really for probably think it's hilarious um i'm just 29 years old <laughs> i'm a twin i was like i'm a 29 year old college grad well not grad student but grad and uh you know or you know i'm in a different time in my life so but it's still charming um yeah mm. yeah just overall lots of great relationships this season um any others you want to point out oh, I'm trying uh, to remember. or are there any i mean oh, okay i think i think they were going to be definitely be like fix um cute little fix of Rayla and callum having like dates or whatnot at that little inn because they just skip over it and we yeah just what you pointed that out when we watched it together i was like wait a second you're right we didn't see any of that what they just described what happened they just had like little heart-shaped soaps or whatever oh you know what i speaking of soap so in one of the credits i i I, I, I gotta we gotta ask this but i'm really curious if callum has tattoos on his arm because it makes sense because he's able to do the flight thingy we only see him do it like I don't think we see him do it at all this season, but we see him in the bathtub in a credit scene and he has the runes on his arms. So he probably had it tattooed on him or something, or it's like some kind of magic pink tattoo or some shit, like, but it's probably semi-permanent. So I'm like, oh, so the, I was like, is that a thing now? Because I would like that to be a thing. Um, I just like I mean, tattoos in general. I it mean, makes sense. it's like Rayla has like all yeah. else have them. So it's like, I'm sure it's the same stuff. So it's, it's like really in this show, it's not much of a big 
like crazy thing for elves at least but i mean yeah to see on a human it's like oh <laughs> i think that's cool like it's a cool little update to his design it's like oh you got tattoos now boy he just tatted up i like that um what else god there's so much that happened this season but i'm so i'm trying to think of like everything that like really got me okay so um let's see domina profundus we meet her um oh esmeran I really so I guess like I guess we're cycling through little little bits of the characters, but I really liked Ezrin. I like that we touched upon how being king affects him, even if it's only for a moment. I really like that, and I really like seeing how he is like. You know, I want to go. You know, I'm trying to achieve peace. Like the boy is like trying to be an orator at the age of twelve. Like he's doing his best, and I just appreciate seeing that and seeing how all this affects him. Um, and it's like it doesn't affect him where he like breaks down or anything it affects the way he he is growing up the way he is acting like the fact that he like basically what soren points out is like you should be acting like a kid you didn't even laugh at like these at like you know juvenile things that 12 year olds laugh at it's like no because he can't he's king <laughs> you know soren is forcing the fart jokes to happen pretty much with basically <laughs> but you know, it's funny because i like the way he did it because it was like it's like you know it's boob joke but it's also within the context of like Ezrin should be laughing at these things he shouldn't be worried about whether the dragons want to be besieged or not but he has to and that's affecting how he's growing he's not having a breakdown it's affecting the way he's growing up which is actually what children tend to do like children tend to adapt the best way they know how and while this is a show and, and Ezrin is doing his best and we can see that is an effect of him being king I think that sometimes people miss that it's like that is kind of the sad part is that Esmond is doing a good job he is doing his best but the sad part is that he should not be doing this he should not be a 12 year old trying to bridge peace between two halves of a continent that was halved de like decades centuries before him like that's an that's an enormous burden for a girl for an adult so i really like touching upon that season mm -hmm. um i love the baitlings oh yeah they're so cute i was very yeah. stressed out about them yeah it's, it's just it's a little sad that like like bates holds like a good portion of what he's there for is to be bait like literally <laughs> and that's like it's like actually his whole species whole deal apparently they're just so tasty you know it's like geez can, can we calm down I, I i i like i know they're tasty but i feel you know they're on the verge of death at all times because again they're so slow <laughs> they're so stressed out like you guys can yeah. he's like you guys keep keep forgetting they quit forgetting him but yeah, yeah right they keep forgetting him like oh, well, i slow so he can't all he can do is like flash once in a while so it's oh, like ah oh. yeah and i'm like you know and i'm like scared for him i'm like i don't want him to leave him behind but it's like stop forgetting him stop freaking out like he's this poor little dude He's, he almost got eaten by banthers and then the little, tiny little baitlings, which Finnegan's a dick for this. He was going to have them eaten. But, you know, they're babies and I love hat. Um, Finnegan is like, I love crabs. Yeah, he like uh, really loves hermit crabs. toads can go die. <laughs> Literally. Then he's got, he wants to see Leviathan. And it's like, yeah. the, the baitlings were so cute. And I was just really stressed out about them when one of them fell into the water. Um, hmm. But they're a adorable and i like that bait kind of like you know i love how everybody just kind of like cuddles up to bait like everybody just cuddles up to bait at some point he's just like the show cuddler the babies cuddle up to him stella i love stella i still love stella she does great i love it. so in this she doesn't 
have a ton to do, but she does have a couple key, like a key moment, including, um, you should see in the background stealing shit. And it's the funniest thing in the world. You know, just, she's just in the back doing crimes and, you know, following mama, cuddle mama. And then um, she has that moment where she opens up the portal, you know, so Rayla can get her swords and she cook, so Rayla can cut Claudia's fucking leg. If you didn't, if you didn't realize, yeah, Claudia lost that leg. Like that is not there. Like that, she, that leg is gone, bro. <laughs> like, if, no, yeah. yeah, there's this, there's been times where I, like I don't notice when a whole limb is gone. Like also in the first time I watched season three of Ruby, I was just distracted when one character, like literally in the middle of the screen, lost their arm. Oh yeah, I didn't notice yeah, what happened. So. Yeah, well, I didn't want to spoil it for people. No, oh, my bad. <laughs> now I'm just kidding. It, it's been like years, seven plus years. So you know. <laughs> but it's like it's just so funny that's happened multiple times with me i don't even notice when a character loses a whole limb it's funny that's funny, that's funny. he's like it's weird it's like i know it's only happened twice i know it's only happened twice and that's not a lot but it's still like weird that it's happened twice yeah i know what meme you're referencing yeah 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 so that's crazy and i wonder if if she's gonna use like dark magic to make a prosthetic limb or is terry gonna make or something out of wood maybe maybe although i can't imagine that'd be very sanitary at a certain well, well, sanitary, mean, but like like wood like stuff gets in it something might want to live in it things of that nature but well you know what actually yeah you could you just probably have to be done with the craftsman like just polish it really well yeah it'd have to actually be maintained what do i know it probably would have to be maintained <laughs> it's like you know what i'm sure prosthetic wooden prosthetics existed in the past like i don't know what i'm talking about um just hopefully yeah. yeah as long as it doesn't get infected i guess uh the last two things i think i can remember off the top of my head that um because so much happened oh there's some there's like three things now so kim dial was um fun a lot of stabby stab uh then there was kareem um i was well we'll get to that later i will say the one thing is that uh i do i did kind of feel like the two like kareem was like you know too gung-ho with killing her but that might just be in his personality because he's desperate so that's not really super big ball of the show i think um but i will say that two of the things that stuck with me were in episode eight where they just tortured callum they literally and when i say that i don't mean that metaphorically anyone listening uh you know they literally well you've probably seen it it's like they literally electrocuted him they literally tortured him and his eye was fucked up <laughs> like he got tortured and then Soren got the shit beat out of him. <laughs> and and you know, and I will say they touched upon Viren, his relationship with Viren. Like you don't directly see it. Oh, yeah, we probably forgot that Vir- Viren's like um freaky dream trip. Like his like he that man was in hell. But they didn't really address they do and don't really address, they don't directly have them have a conversation, but they do address their relationship where you can clearly see that Viren does love soren um does cherish him as a son but the man has made a lot of mis not mistakes but the man has made a lot of choices um and veer and soren for his part you know knows what it's like to be to, to feel like he's has no dignity like to be how do i say um not undignified but to be stripped of some of his dignity from his dad like he gets that to be called an idiot to be you know and everything like that so i like that they we kind of address it 
without really having them have a direct conversation, which I think is, I know that a lot of people are kind of looking for those big conversations. It's like, I want to see all that stuff. And it's like, but sometimes you actually just don't get that. You don't get that right. Or you don't get it right away. Um, you just don't get that as soon as you want it, because the reality is that mm-hmm. people don't actually operate like that. A lot of times things go unsaid for a long time, because I, I bet that half of you don't even like to have those conversations yourself. You'd rather just ignore them. And that's kind of what they do in the show. I won't say they ignore them, but the show is like, these are people just trying to live their lives and not be in pain, which is they are failing miserably at. Um, so those are things off of my top of my head. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Like I was, another thing I was so happy about, we got a lot of flashbacks these, this season, mostly through uh, Viren having quite the time, you know? But um, basically, yeah, dark magic, not even once. Not (laughs) even once. Yeah, like uh, we learned that pretty much at the first time you do dark magic, you kind of go through a lot like Callum uh, did. Um, So it was interesting to see a version of that with Viren. And I really enjoyed it. And yeah, that's where we got our Viren Soren moments where it's like, yeah, if you you didn't know like about how Soren was a sickly child, now you definitely do and mm-hmm. Viren did some stuff you know even back then and it really reiterates like you just learn so much Viren will do like anything for his family and it's like like he says that a lot he wants to believe it so much and so yeah it's reiterated many times during his fever dream um and I'm excited to see where things take I mean he goes next season assuming he goes anywhere and doesn't just die right on the floor <laughs> with that cliffhanger <laughs> i don't think he's dead because yeah, I, like- I don't think he is either but like it's like will he die won't he die kind of ending will he won't he? oh <laughs> you know what actually in that dream that was one of, there was also a part in there another one of those can they do that at this tv rating where you very much see hair <laughs> the arrow through harrow's chest and i'm still not sure i'm not entirely sure the thing with pip still not sure don't know if it's pointing that i i know that when you see veer and you know and Hera, when they're talking, it's very much like, you know, this is what Viren wanted, you know? But so I'm still not sure about the thing with Pip. I don't know if I'm reading too much into that scene mm. or for not. Me, for me, it's theory confirmed, unless Aaron says, Haley, that's not what it meant. Because to me, that's how I read it pretty explicitly versus, I mean, they could, because like they said before, it seemed like a no, but mm-hmm. then if it wasn't if they changed it to a no then they would have they could have altered it in time that scene because like in between season three and four you know there's a huge gap so they could have changed the animation for season five or you know rewritten it yeah. so it wasn't like that so to me like if, if you want if you guys are listening you want to comment or on our twitter or anywhere what you think if you think the theory is confirmed or not or if you think it's going to be brought up again like or how you interpreted the scene i'd love to know how other people did because yeah, I was like, oh, okay, yeah, the bird theory's back. I thought we'd seen the last of it because I thought they denied it, but you know, it's back now. <laughs> I just, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how to, tr- I don't know to trust, to trust if, if it's, if, if the, if it's not confirmed, I was like, I, I still feel like there's something there, but I don't know. You know, it's like, it said, no, he, he said, it's like, well, yeah, I just don't know how much I trust that right now. <laughs> Cause I'm like, why bring up the bird at all? Like, like pip's been gone for a while he's been out in the east yeah 
you know but then again don't know how the how the story has changed over the course maybe it was intended to be a thing maybe it's not but um i I feel like something is still there and it's just until the end of the show until they figure out what the fuck happened to pip and harrow i am gonna be like still suspicious Mm. um so a little bit renan we 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 saw renan yet yeah coin uh, you know <laughs> we did see him but we was more like as a or as a dream yeah definitely yeah um, so and at this point we don't know if he's getting out until the end of the show <laughs> a lot of things a lot of things i'm like oh my goodness like we only got a couple seasons left you know like i wonder like stuff that like i was hoping they'd get to by now or at least a little in- more inkling of it they haven't yet so i'm like a little like ah a little antsy it's just because i like I, I don't know. I think he's so fun. I love Crowmaster. He's just uh, his anxiety. I relate to that, and I've always liked his design. But yet he, he had like one tiny moment this season, and I was a little disappointed because there was some, you know, I think maybe it was season one or something, one of the end credits where you saw Crow Lord's shadow, on with instead of Crowmaster's shadow, and well, okay, whatever, whatever there is, his name is now, I, I can't, but um. And that hasn't been brought up. So I'm a little like, oh, I really hope we get to that uh, next season. Because I, I, I want there to be more. Because it was hinting at more. There was there, there was hints. So, yeah. I like, I, you know, I actually forgot about Crowmaster's, like, yeah. moment. I'm not going to lie, bro. Um, it, was, it was short. But I do remember, uh, God, I forgot even what he did. but Because there was just a lot happening this season. I think I didn't even cover everything. Um but I guess now that we cover, I think we've gone kind of over a little bit of every character. Mm-hmm. Um, I do, I do want to mention. I assume most people listening to this podcast are pretty into the fandom, pretty into the show in general. But if for some reason you have not read the short stories on the Dragon Prince is official website, I really urge you to do though. So because it will give you a lot more context and backstory into so much about the season not gonna lie like every week they're releasing uh, a new short story i'm like oh my god this would have been great to know before because we got screeners but this would have been great to know like going into it there's a lot of good backstory they've been giving so i urge you to read all of them they're all really short um if you haven't yeah and and you know sometimes i think that people think too that um that folks think that oh why wasn't this animated you know why didn't we get this in the show and it's like the reality is that the short stories are glimpses into the character's perspective it's very specifically from their point of view that is not the same as the show and you can't actually have that all the if we could have these are opportunities because you can't actually you don't have time like if you've ever read a script and i i was a minor i was screenwriting minor in college you've ever written a script it is really really hard to get stuff uh, stuff you think you can get in 25 pages 30 pages into 25 30 pages like it's impossible sometimes so um these short stories the fact that they give us this are this is this is good supplementary material it is okay that it kind of changes your context it's kind of meant to but it also doesn't necessarily it's not required like it doesn't no it's not required i just think if you're a lore if you're into lore stuff a lot like me yeah it, it gives you a lot of good juicy details <laughs> i think there's a difference almost i should define there's a difference between giving you context and under and like necessary understanding it's like you kind of don't need a lot of these things to understand like i would argue that through the moon you don't actually need it it's just it gives you a lot of context 
and you just don't feel right without that context but there are people who gonna who gonna see the show and not read any of the stuff like the normies i'm pretty sure don't who are big reactors on youtube pretty sure they don't read any of this stuff i'm you know they probably watch the show and react to the show but as far as i haven't seen all of the season four reaction but it doesn't take away their under from their understanding um of like season four you know what you know so i think that mindset so i think that you should definitely read the short stories they are a really great glimpse into the character specific viewing of things um and so i agree with Haley there where it's like it's really cool that they are able to have the time to get to write these short stories and give them to us um and share them and i think the one as we're recording right now rayla has that three-parter so that's gonna be fun uh and surely after season five we're probably gonna probably gonna continue to get more um well we definitely got puzzle house to look forward to yes i'm i'm actually right after (laughs) i'm actually rather excited for that because we did make a part of the season if only in viren's memory so you got to remember realize that that's that's viren's interpretation of him about Mm. himself so that's a whole other thing but we did kind of meet him in a way like unofficially Mm. yeah anyone who thought kapar was in that other coin was right and we for so long i i believe was it like season one and end credit where we saw more than three coins and people were like why is it a fourth coin what what is this about turns out there was something to it so props ding, ding, to them ding. for getting that in so early on um and i love it i would love to i would love to see more of young Viren and kapar and all that and i know we'll see some more in puzzle house um Though I believe in Puzzle House from the preview, Kapar's already gone by then. Yeah, so it just begs the question of why he's in there. And I suspect, this is my general theory, that he needed something to save Soren. Kapar gone in his way. He coined him. And that's when everything kind of went to shit. Um, Yeah. So that is to look forward to. Uh, Let's see. So we're kind of getting to the end of our time here. But let's see. what Was there anything that we kind of did or didn't like i don't think there was anything i really like didn't like i think um i don't think there's anything i was like ah, i don't really like that i one think thing, it, yeah one thing that we both really noticed is that um the drastic uh like improvements i'd say in like yeah. animation and lighting like through halfway or over halfway in the season it was like oh because uh a lot of a lot of fans are a lot of people that watch season four um, myself included for a, a, a little bit of this were like things don't look quite the same especially when it came to Erebos people thought it was a whole new model which it was just bad lighting it would they did not make a whole new model for Erebos like he was already perfect you know so it was just the lighting for that and so light it just really shows how much lighting can impact the look of a show and how it how good it looks you know how people perceive it and I felt like uh, season five started off good, but then all of a sudden it got great. I felt like, oh, this looks like seasons one through three now again, the lighting. So I was really happy about that. Same with animation. It's, it felt like it stepped up. So I don't know if it was yeah. just like end of season budget. They had, they're like, let's put it all <laughs> towards the end. Or if they were like, oh, okay, fans are talking about this. Because uh, if people, if any of you were, were there during season one, um, you might remember there was, 
I mean, you can still see it, the frame rate. They purposely chose a certain frame rate for some scenes that was a little lower than what you usually see in shows. And people complained about it. And so in season two, they pretty much brought it back to a normal frame rate. So we have seen a precedent of them changing things to match audience um, you know, feedback. So I wouldn't be surprised if maybe some of that was because of audience feedback this time. Yeah, and in fact, for me specifically, I I noticed that the the expressions got like really good. Um, the expressions were just uh, there were just expressions in there that I that you can see them being animated, and it was there was this very it was very expressive. I don't know how else to say that, but it was very expressive. And so I think that that I agree with Haley that yeah, that was a really big improvement. It felt like a jump in the middle of the season. So maybe there is like an end of season budget. We don't know. Um. But it, it looked like it was applied because I do think that the season looks really good. Um, I don't think there was anything I really like didn't like. Thought the butt wiggle was a little weird, but it's just not really for me. Um, I get the point of it. I don't think it's like takes away from anything. Um, I think there were a couple moments maybe where um, I don't want to say I could have I don't think it could have dragged on. It could have been a little bit more applied in terms of um, like Kareem being kind of real quick t- to kill his sister. All of that might be in his personality. And then maybe with um, kind of the thing where Janai just kind of gives in that um, Sar- that Callum and Rayla are going to go. But again, didn't really need it to drag on. So I would say um, this season was pretty good anything that I kind of wasn't feeling I can kind of like overlook it because it probably just wasn't either for me or there was like a reason for it um and I do think that season five is made better by season four because a lot of this doesn't actually make sense but like especially like Raylan Raylan doesn't really make sense if they just jump straight into this like this would not make any sense at all so season four is necessary the groundwork (laughs) for season five um and I do appreciate that so I think overall um i give the show i give this you know out of five a solid five i I do i mean i know one thing we could talk about is uh erebos's hiding place oh yeah yeah you know what i will say um i don't think that was bad but i didn't expect i expected it to be something tangible and to some degree i expected it to be a little bit more difficult um also, the scene, I'm going to say, I think it's funny. The scene of the castle, I was like, y'all couldn't name this something. Like, in world, like, you couldn't name it something else? Not the writers. I get why they named it. But, I mean, like, in world, I'm like, um, I'm like, you guys couldn't have named it the sea of nobody lives here? Like, and there's literally a statue of Erebus. And I'm questioning because that looks like, like, head of Star Elf because he has, like, a crown on his head or something like that. 100%. It's Well, it's got to be somebody super important. They're casting out Erevos. Like, I got to be a head honcho of some sort, yeah. Yeah, but he's got literally, and it's very Tolkien reference, but literally huge statues in the sea. It's like, is nobody asking questions who this who this man is? You know, this Star Touch Elf is? You know, and so I'm like, I did expect it to be more difficult, but then again, we don't know what season six, I, we don't know if getting is really the the hard part maybe we get to season six and it's um because it is i didn't expect it to be a pearl i mean that was genuinely unexpected i just didn't expect it to be a physical thing i expected it to really like 
be some kind of upside down intangible like prison so and it you know it's literally it is it's a bit of a venus reference and we do get a sketch um a credit sketch of that uh so i don't know i don't i wouldn't say that i should call that a miss for me but i don't know if i call it a hit for me um because it, it depends on what season six gonna look like so that's kind of where i'm at mm-hmm. um personally yeah i mean yeah even with that we, I mean, we have so much to look forward to because we know ervos like claudia did take the l on this one but uh <laughs> we know ervos has got to get out you know like it'd be weird if he didn't so yeah you know one step back for the bad guys but you six know six is gonna probably pendulum that speaking of which um there was definitely an avatar reference there if you didn't catch it the pentapus um that's an avatar reference from season oh i forgot two, early season two when that's they why go, it sounded familiar that's yeah it's it. an avatar reference okay. from like early season two i think before they met Toph. that's for sure um because they had already met may basically so um it was when may may's oh it was when they went back to omashu so it's that was the pentapus or um and um you see terry questioning starting to question claudia being like are you mixing ink with blood like where is this going but um yeah so that's an avatar reference um and listen i love the avatar reference i think they're fun if you worked on avatar i would reference uh, reference it every season too that's a great point to bring up because i feel like the references this season were a lot more subtle for me yeah um at least i didn't recognize a lot of them i mean we didn't uh talk too much about i mean like uh with we didn't talk too much about scumport and finnegrin but oh, um, yeah. that was just one big ref i don't know because the writer devin like she loves certain video, video games game. and stuff so that might have been like a whole you know whole video game references right there that I- yeah there was something i read actually on twitter and i'm not a you know literary literature and english majors are gonna know this better than i am but um in finnegrin's in finnegan finnegan's wake i guess is the reference to finnegrin so that's actually like the whole pirate that's a, like a thing um oh captain my captain i guess um don't quote me on that but i'm pretty sure that the infinite wake is yeah so overall mm-hmm. um great good. season great <laughs> season really good step back into the world i think i feel i hope that a lot of fans appreciate it i do think some things are probably um dark magic is pretty explicitly condemned in this season so um that'll make you feel how you will how it will but it's pretty explicit and um especially with viren's fever dream i think a lot of the fans are gonna like it i think maybe there's gonna be like things that are that they want but i also think this season had a lot to offer um and i really hope that you all enjoyed it or do enjoy it because um this was really a season that kind of made me go Again, I'm, you know, gasping at hermit crabs and um, it, it felt a little bit more like it, it really felt like there were actually several, a couple um callbacks to season two when Claudia goes full Ursula, where she literally tries to squeeze the life out of Ezra. And that's a season two reference from when um, she and Callum are on kind of like their date in season two, I think episode two. Um and she also says calls him out for his judgy face which she does in that same in that same thing so that's a callback and she's trying to tell him i'm not you know that it's like i'm doing this for my dad like it's the same me or i, I forgot what she said but you know 
da 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 it's like girl you are a squid like you are a squid right now and it is a little bit unsettling so um and it also shows how far she's come because it's like she literally was gonna kill Ezra. <laughs> like she was like, I will squeeze it out of you. And it's like he's a 12. I mean, you shouldn't kill anybody, but it's like he's a 12-year-old boy. <laughs> Calm down. I get it. But at the same time, this is kind of the point where it's the point is that how what you are willing to do to achieve your goals, however understandable, however personal, however noble, is the cost worth it. I don't know if killing a 12-year-old is is like the way to go you know was her hand kind of forced maybe but in the same breath like you know viren's almost to close it out viren's younger self says that every step is a choice every single choice you make a step you make taking this life is a choice what you do next is a decision so it's you don't absolve these characters any of them even including cal who does dark magic he does dark magic for rayla None of these characters get absolved for the choices they make. They made their choices. It's about the cost of those choices. And can you live with that? Is it worth it? Was it worth it? So, yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I, thank you for like, yeah, <laughs> discussing this season with me. Like, it's been Always. great. I'm really excited to see what everyone else has to say, I guess. And yeah. Um, I wouldn't say the season was perfect, but I felt like it was a step up. And I mean, I know the next season, it, I, I'm pretty sure it's just, you know, it's going to keep getting crazier from here because we're we're reaching the end game here. So, yeah, yeah. I'm excited to see where things go. <laughs> and yeah. hopefully we have a lot to talk about. I mean, we'll have hopefully we can, you know, do more stuff with uh, a lot of the voice cast and all that. <laughs> and oh, I mean, I know you guys this came out after, but I was actually in the panel for San Diego Comic-Con this year i mean i'm saying that it hasn't happened yet by the time as we're recording this but you know it's crazy to think about like um that you know i've had what the impact i the fans have had like uh on this show and you know how they're recognizing it with uh you know because i'm gonna be on the panel not only that but they're also we're recognizing several fan artists cosplayers and you know uh, video makers uh from that made stuff for the dragon prince and so i'm just so thankful for this um this show this the opportunities it's given me and everything and um i know it's gonna it's gonna end up somewhere amazing i'm sure <laughs> and we including and we i am very proud of you you've done a lot of good work i wouldn't even be here you. without you so <laughs> like you deserve yeah. <laughs> it wouldn't be oh. here yeah you deserve all of it you just and i i am happy for you and i am proud of you that you are getting the recognition that you deserve you should be on that paddle you are one of the community i would argue that you yeah you are one of the most recognizable community leaders um you do your best you do you've always tried to make great videos try to keep everybody updated on lore everything that's going on with the dragon prince will be back for puzzle house i'm sure we'll try to We'll be back with the interview for Aaron and Justin and including um, hopefully getting some more VAs on here or maybe even some old ones. Um, but none of that was possible without you. So Thank you, you. Yeah, and you, I mean, you, you made this podcast happen truly also because even if I helped, I was like, let's do it. You're the yeah. one who like, you know, does a lot of effort in getting, oh. making sure the episodes get out actually. So thank oh. you as well. Oh. Well, we're going to, we're going to like pat ourselves on the backs and right. hug. Mm -hmm. let's, let's do it. 
yeah <laughs> well i think that's a good note to end on yeah, um i'm sure we'll have thoughts over the course but i hope you guys enjoyed the season i'm so excited to read everybody's thoughts and uh yeah that's us signing out Bye 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 see you guys soon <laughs>